welcome to Big Booth Bets. It's the Get the Money Podcast. I am Nate Stevenson, and this week I am solo again, everybody. Um, Tony has some family responsibilities, and Booth uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, I was just talking to him earlier, and he was just uh, meeting back up um, with uh, his girl and her daughter. So uh, thank God they're all safe from the uh, Hurricane Ian down there, and prayers go out to everyone in Florida dealing with that. Yeah, happy to hear that uh, him and his loved ones are doing well. But like I said, this week, it's just it's just me. So uh, we'll try to get through everything, get that picks out to you, try to get them units, and get that money. But before we do that, let's uh, do a little recap of last week. Uh, last week, a little bit better than week two, but uh, still had a couple tough breaks. We ended up four, six, and one push, putting our record for the year at 14, 16, and one uh, at 46.67%. Not where we want to be, but uh, still earlier in the year. And as me and Booth have been saying for years, lots of times after week four, we feel we have a, we start to get a pretty good grasp of the league. So hoping to get on the uptake here. Um, starting this week going forward. But uh, to finish last week's recap, our losers were Pittsburgh, Cleveland under 38. The uh, total finished at 46. As you heard us talking last week, because uh, we recorded on Friday after that game. It should have ended at 40, honestly, but uh, which still would have put us over. But uh, the late game touchdown definitely <laughs> blew up a lot of parlays for us. So that sucked. Uh, KC minus six and a half. That was a loser. Honestly, should have been a winner. They gifted the Colts a touchdown with a special teams gaffe and then left 10 more points on the field via two missed field goals, a missed extra point, and then a screwed up fake field goal, probably because the other two field goals were missed, all because they had a backup kicker. So no Butker really hurt them. Oh yeah. And also Kelsey dropped the touchdown pass. So very lucky cover for the Colts and honestly, very lucky win for the Colts. Casey should have easily won by double digits. So uh, just a lesson that unfortunately anything can happen any given Sunday and you can't take your opinion light opponent, your opinion can't take your opponent lightly, which I think uh, certainly seemed like Casey did a little bit of that. Las Vegas minus one and a half. Also a loser uh, six red zone trips and two drops by Waller. Two would-be touchdown drops by Waller. At least one in the end zone, one close. Just horrible red zone production by the Raiders. They ended up losing by two. Should have been a win for them. So, again, tough break there again. Tampa Bay, minus one and a half. Touchdown Tommy, missing the two-point conversion uh, near the end of the game, descended in overtime. So, coin flip game. Unfortunately, came out on the wrong end there. San Francisco, minus one. They, which in what was an extremely ugly game, they ended up losing 11 to 10. So honestly, depending on when you got the line, you know, San Francisco was getting points at one point, uh, you'd have been, you'd have won or at least pushed, but we are a victim of when we record for you guys. And uh, unfortunately that ended up being a loser. And the last loser was our loan teaser of the week. As we continue to do horrible in teasers this year so far was our Eagles chargers teaser. Eagles covered easily. Chargers lost, straight up lost 
to the Jaguars. Uh, injuries and injured players just playing a huge role there. So those were our six losers. Our four winners were Baltimore minus two and a half. Uh, they beat the Patriots easily. Lamar Jackson is just a force right now. Atlanta plus one. They uh, beat the Seahawks by four, I believe. Green Bay, Tampa Bay under 42. That finished at 26. That was an easy cover there. San Francisco, Denver under 45. They finished with 21 total points in the game. Another Again, another easy cover there. And Houston pushed at plus three, which honestly was disappointing because they had the ball at the end of the game to uh, drive for the game-winning field goal and then just threw an interception and literally gave the ball to Justin Fields in field goal range, and he took three knees. They kicked the field goal, and he got credit for a game-winning drive. So lucky for him, lucky for the Bears, unlucky for us. So we pushed there. Again, 4-6-1, 14-16-1 on the year. So uh, with that, we look to have a much better week four and get back on the winning track. And actually, uh, we already did that. I am recording on a Friday night this time. We already, as I already gave out on Twitter, Miami, Cincinnati. And we gave out Cincy minus three and a half. They won by 12 on Thursday night. So uh, we already got one in the bank for the week. So we like that. One money pick in. So uh, we already started off one and oh. We like that a lot. And uh, with that, we're going to move on to the Sunday morning game in London, which is Minnesota and New Orleans. New Orleans is getting three points. Total is 41 and a half. Not a whole lot to say about this game. I would I would lean under just with the uh, the travel for both of these teams. You have injuries on both sides, more so on New Orleans. So they're going to have no Jameis Winston, no Michael Thomas. Um, you still have Kamara re- recovering from his rib injury. Uh, on as far as the Vikings side goes, Cook is going to play, but what concerns me a lot about them is they didn't leave until Friday. And even you even had uh, you even had Kirk Cousins wondering about jet lag, so you, I'm not if the play, if you have a player or players openly questioning jet lag um, before the game before they even leave, uh, I I don't think that's a good look. So I would lean under in this game. I would lean uh, New Orleans plus the three. I don't expect a lot of offense on either side. Uh, with one thing you can depend on with Dalton being in there for Winston is a more conservative game plan, I think, and uh, them trying to play a ball control, safe safe game. Not that they don't try to do that some already, but I think even more so. So I think New Orleans is the better team as a whole, definitely the better defense. So I'll lean, I'll lean New Orleans plus the three and lean to the under there, 41 and a half. Moving on to the next game, we have Tennessee at Indianapolis. The Colts are laying three and a half points. The total is 42 and a half. Last week, the Raiders should have won uh, when they were playing the Titans. And when the Colts are playing the Chiefs, they should have lost. So yeah, you have two teams that honestly should have op- should have experienced opposite results last week. This week, these two teams normally play a pretty competitive game. Interestingly, the road team uh, normally wins in this matchup for what it's worth. So if you like, if you want to go with that trend, take the three and a half with Tennessee. I don't think either of these two teams are very good. Um, 
I think Tennessee has the better quarterback play. Indianapolis has the best receiver in Pittman, but a concern is with how these two teams like to play, both kind of, you know, ground and pound, you know, ball control, play action. Tennessee's bad against the run. Indianapolis is good against the run. But at the same time, Jonathan Taylor's been playing with a bad toe. And that Indianapolis defense hasn't exactly been what you would expect this year either. So not, nothing that le- nothing that makes me lean enough to make a pick as far as an official pick. I'd lean Tennessee plus three and a half. And uh, the total seems about right. That could go either way. So no pick there. We're going to move on to the next game. And that next game is the Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. The Giants are laying two and a half, and the total is 39 and a half. Love the under in this game. These teams have played the last three years, and the total has gone under 33 and a half every time. I'd say this is probably the worst worst version offensively for both of these teams this year. So I love under 39 and a half. You potentially could have a little bit of weather um, from the remnants of Hurricane Ian as well up there. So a little bit of wind and rain also could help uh, keep our total under. I like that. And then also, I just think the Giants are the better team. So I'll, I'll also lay the two and a half points. I like what Dable's doing. I like how they he's, he's got those guys believing. I know you, I know the Giants have uh, injuries at wide receiver, but they have, one of the, they have one of the best offensive players on the field, if not the best offensive player on the field in Saquon Barkley. I think they're going to find a way to get him into the end zone and to use him to uh, continue to help insulate quarterback Daniel Jones and get the Giants a win. So we're going to lay the two and a half with the Giants and take the under of 39 and a half for our first two locks, not of the week, but of the podcast. So we're going to lock them both in and get their money picks. All right. And our next game is the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are getting three points. Total is 51. It's tough for me to get and step in front of the Buffalo train, but those defensive injuries are are definitely something that matter a lot, even more so uh, against a Ravens team that is 4-0 against the spread as a home dog over the past four seasons. And the only two and two of those they just and two of those they won straight up. The other two they lost by a point each. That Baltimore offense is humming with Lamar Jackson right now. And he is he's shown the ability to at this point adjust to any defense being thrown at him. He used to struggle with man, he used to struggle with the blitz. Uh you can tell he's definitely worked on those things in the offseason. And right now there is nothing that he that has been thrown at him yet to date this year that has been able to slow him down very much. And with Baltimore being able to run the ball and pass the ball, I think Buffalo's in trouble. Uh, they have injuries in the secondary, D-line, and then and also offensive line. And when you have wind and rain in the forecast as well, as well potentially, again, another Northeast game, so something that uh, the remnants of Hurricane Ian could also affect a little bit. Baltimore getting points at home here, I think, is, uh, is something that I just cannot pass up. So we're going to take the points with the Ravens, plus three, and lock it in and get that money. Pick. Our next game is going to be the Chargers and the Houston Texans. The Texans are getting five and a half, totals 44 and a half. A lot of injuries for the Chargers here. Obviously, we know Herbert's playing hurt, 
Bosa is out. Their left tackle, their left tackle Slater is out. Their number one corner Jackson's banged up. Um, too many question marks for the Chargers here. I, I think they end up doing enough to get the win, but you're getting close to laying a touchdown against the Texans team that has been a little feisty so far this year. Yeah, just can't 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 lay the points and don't want to take him with Houston because they still aren't a great, very great football team. So I would expect the charges to come out with what guys they do have healthy and put forth uh, a good effort and get the win. So we're just going to uh, strong lean to the chargers uh, for the win and uh, nothing else here. And we're going to move on. And we're going to move on to that next game of the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. totals 47 and a half. The, Seahawks were getting six at one point. Uh, it is not, they are now getting three and a half. Uh, that is due to Detroit missing two very important offensive players. Um, Swift is going to be out. Amon Ra is also going to be out. That that really hurts that Detroit offense. And those those are their two best playmakers. Uh, before before that, I was leaning, I was leaning laying the points with Detroit. I don't know if I would have actually laid it, but. That matters a lot for them. I also was leaning over. So those two players going out, that total has dropped down to 47 and a half. It was higher there. And considering that, I just think uh, those two key offensive losses for the Lions have actually made me completely flip. Seattle getting over a field goal with uh, Geno sort of being cut loose some last week against the Falcons. I think Seattle plus three and a half is just something I can't pass up. They have their players healthy on offense. They have a two or kind of working in a two-headed monster a tailback there with Penny and Walker the third. Seahawks plus three and a half. I want some of that. And we're gonna lock that pick in. I got that money. Pick. Our next game is the Jets and the Steelers. Steelers are laying three totals 41 and a half. Zach Wilson, the Cougar Hunter, will be back, but he's trash. Honestly, they—I've—I've uh, I've made no secret about the fact that I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Now you're going to have him coming back in cold, off of injury, in Pittsburgh. I know the Steelers don't have Watt, but he's going to still going to be facing a very tough defense with two backup offensive tackles. This is just a recipe for disaster for the Jets. Is uh. As bad as the Pittsburgh offense has been, I really don't want to lay three points, but I think this is one of those deals where even if the offense struggles, Zach Wilson could score for the Steelers. So we're going to lay the three with the Steelers. Trust me, I'm I'm not being a homer here. We're going to lay the three with the Steelers and then also with the lack of offense I expect from the Jets and the bad offense I expect that has the Steelers have shown under 41 and a half, I think is also a good play. So we're going to lock both of those in for another double lock. And we're going to get that money picks. Our next game is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total is 45 and a half. The Eagles are laying six and a half. So I'm going to go a little contrarian here. I know this is this is two te- these are two teams that everyone is. Let's just say they're, they if they haven't jumped on the bandwagon, they are they are very close. Uh, for those who haven't, Jacksonville has 
definitely shown to be an improved team this year under Peterson. I like what they're doing. Honestly, I think they're uh, they're showing themselves to potentially be a very strong contender for their division. The Eagles, however, look like the best team in football. Uh, there's just no bones about it. Hurts has looked awesome. Offense has looked awesome. Defense has looked great. And one interesting trend with them is that they've scored 24 points in the first half of each of their first three games. And then the second half, they've kind of just rode the lead out to victory. So if you're into those types of things, an interesting way to play this game is first half over for the Eagles and then second half under for the Eagles. But the way I'm going to play it officially is I'm going to lay it the six and a half of the Eagles. Uh, they've blown, they, they, they just pretty much blown everybody off the field the first three weeks. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that against the Jaguars, but can they win by a touchdown? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Jacksonville's going to step, you know, this is a step up in competition. I know they played the Chargers last week, but, you know, they were playing an injured Herbert. And then Chargers had how many injuries happened during the game. So I expect the Jaguars to put up more of a fight than Philly has experienced thus far, but I just think it's too much. Uh, plus a lot of the markets on the Jaguars, and I just think they're wrong. We're going to lay the points with Philly, and we're going to lock it in and get that money. Pick. Fly, Eagles, fly. Okay, next game. We are going to go the Cleveland Brownies at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are getting a point and a half. Total is 47. A lot of injuries for the Brownies this week. Uh, they are going to be without, most likely, Clowney, Miles Garrett, JOK, and Ward. So you're missing your two starting defensive ends, your best linebacker, and your best corner. Not a, not looking good for that Browns D. Then you have the Falcons D, who's bad against the run, which is what the Browns like to do more than anything else. And then an interesting statistic is Mariota, Mariota and Brissett are two of are the are two of the better quarterbacks in the league this year the, thus far, ranked seventh and eighth um, out of the uh, all the starting quarterbacks in the league this year thus far. So right now. I know it's early in the season. You have two top 10 quarterbacks in the league going against this year, which I highly doubt anyone would have thought would have been happening uh, when you had the Browns and the Falcons playing each other. But Brissett and Mariota have been playing fairly well. Uh, so what I'm getting at with all of this, with a low total of 47, considering how bad these defenses has been, I think that the the right play here is to go over. Uh, we have 47. I mean, we can get that with um, a multitude of different – we can get that in a multitude of different ways. So uh, I like over 47 here. I also like how, with how good the Falcons have shown to be offensively this year thus far combined with those Browns injuries. I don't think the, either team runs away with this. So – we're going to dip our toes into the teaser water again, hopefully get back onto the right track. And we are going to tease the Atlanta Falcons up from one and a half to seven and a half. And we are going to pair them with the Arizona Cardinals, bringing the Cardinals from one up to seven. So that's how we're going to play this game. And also we're going to take over 47. So we're going to lock both of those picks in and get that buddy. Picks. 
Our next game is the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Totals 41 and a half. Uh, just a lean here to Washington. I don't think Dallas can keep doing this with Cooper Rush, even though he has played pretty good in relief the past two games. The there's a the what the Commanders. I want to call them a bunch of things. The Commanders have a lot of talent on offense. It just depends if you're going to get good Kirk Kirk Wentz. Kirk Wentz, geez, Louise. If you're going to get good Carson Wentz or bad Carson Wentz, um, would that be throwing interceptions, taking a bunch of sacks, whatever? So definitely concerned how many sacks he's taken already this year against that Cowboys pass rush and uh, Micah Parsons just wreaking havoc. I, my lean would be to take the points with the commanders here, but don't feel comfortable either side. So uh, we're just going to pass this game and move on. And we're going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals getting a point at the Carolina Panthers. Total is 43 and a half. So some interesting trends for this game. Panthers quarterback, Baker Mayfield, is 11 and 22 against the spread as a favorite, which the Carolina Panthers barely are. His coach as well, Matt Rule, is 3 and 10 against the spread as a favorite, losing his last seven in a row. And then you have Cliff Kingsbury, on the other hand, who is 14-3-2 against the spread as a road underdog, which the Cardinals barely are. So two trends that kind of line up there uh, that I do like, which I don't normally read into trends too, too much, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of strong correlation there. Plus, you have McCaffrey, uh, his status up in the air. He's trending towards being out. If that happens, that only helps the Cardinals, and then just basically how the Cardinals play. They blitz a lot. Baker is bad, very bad against pressure, actually, and the Cardinals blitz the fifth most in the league. That matters a lot. It doesn't help that Baker hasn't been that good when he's had a clean pocket. He's actually been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in a clean pocket. So you have a quarterback who's bad when he's a favorite, bad when he faces the blitz, and he's been bad when he had, when he's had a nice clean pocket to throw from. All those point towards the Cardinals here. I almost picked them, but we're just going to be we're going to we're going to be safe, and we're going to try to we're we're going to try to change this teaser like we've had. And as I said before, we already teased them with the Atlanta Falcons. We teased the Falcons up to seven and a half, the Cardinals up to seven, and that's what we're going to go with for this game. Is that teaser, and that's it. And we're going to lock that teaser pick in again and get that money. Our next game is the Denver Broncos plus two and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. Totals 45 and a half. Not a whole lot to say about this game. Two teams have been underperforming. I think the Broncos are the better team, even if it's only slightly. And we're getting two and a half points. I expect Russ to start to pick it up some. Uh, the total, I think, is right where it needs to be. So we're going to tease the Broncos up. I don't Because if they do lose, I don't see them losing by more than a touchdown. So we're going to tease the Broncos up to 8.5, and, and we're going to pair them with the Kansas City Chiefs getting a point. And we're going to tease the Chiefs up to 7. Because Patrick Mahomes, very good, very good uh, numbers after a loss. Tom Brady also. Honestly, you can get numbers on either side of that. Tampa Bay KC game, either one of them getting a point. So you can really tease either one up to seven. Both those quarterbacks, very strong numbers after a loss. 
but uh, we're going to go with the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, tease them up to seven with the Broncos up to eight and a half for our second teaser of the week. And we're going to lock it in and get that money. Pick. A few more games here left. We got the New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are laying nine points. Total is 40. Looking like Hoyer is going to be starting for the Patriots. That is not a good thing. He has not won a game as a starter since 2016. And that was and, and that and in that year he started five games for the Bears. The only one he did win was a 17-14 victory. So not, not exactly a lot of points. So uh like I said, it's been six years since he's won a start. Don't see, do not see the Patriots winning here. Tempted to lay the points with Green Bay, but not exactly shown to the Packers haven't exactly shown to be an explosive offensive unit losing since losing Devontae Adams and still kind of figuring that out. So uh, as much as I'm tempted to lay with Green Bay, I think the smart way to do it is just throw their money line in some parlays. And also we're gonna we're gonna do one more teaser. I know I've I know <laughs> I said we've been with the teaser this year. Hopefully this is the turnaround week. We're gonna do one more teaser, a little one orthodox. We're going to tease Green Bay down from minus nine to minus three. And we're going to pair them with the Los Angeles Rams getting two and a half. And we're going to take them up to eight and a half. That's our third and final teaser of the week. We're going to lock it in and get that money. And our next game is the Kansas City Chiefs getting a point at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Totals 45 and a half. As you heard me just say, uh, there are books out there that have Either team is a favorite. It just really depends on what you want. I like the I like the Chiefs more as a favorite with the still Tampa Bay. You don't know who who all is going to bat be back for them offensively with all the injuries that they've had. So I'd much rather take the point with the Chiefs and tease them up like I are as I said already did to plus seven, and we paired that with the Broncos eight and a half, and we're going to leave that one there and keep that teaser locked in. And get that money pick. And our last game of the week for Slate is the Monday Nighter. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams are getting two and a half, and the total is 42 and a half. Now, historically, Shanahan has had McVay's number. Obviously, that finally changed in the playoffs last year. But uh, what I see, what I've seen. From that 49ers offense last week against the against the Browns against the Broncos was not very encouraging, and then on top of that they lost their star offensive tackle Trent Williams. Jimmy G is still getting practices under his belt after basically not practicing with the team all during training camp or even having a playbook. So uh, at this point, I still think they're still expanding the offense back around him. Uh, Kittle still not completely healthy. And you have the Rams, who are pretty healthy, especially compared to the uh, to the 49ers. They're getting two and a half on the road. I think this is a. I think they uh, take advantage here. I actually like the Rams to win, but uh, getting the points on the road, we're just going to be safe. And as I said, we put them in that teaser with the Packers, teasing the Rams up to eight and a half. The Packers down to minus three. And we're going to keep that teaser locked in and get that money pack. All right, just to recap. Our money picks for week four. 
We already got Cincinnati minus three and a half. We already got that in and got that money. Oh, yeah. Our next pick is the Giants minus two and a half. And we're also taking the under of 39 and a half in that game as well. Baltimore plus three, Seattle plus three and a half, Steelers minus three, and also the under 41 and a half. Eagles minus six and a half, Cleveland, Atlanta over 47. And three teasers. Atlanta plus seven and a half. I'm going to say minus seven and a half. Atlanta plus seven and a half and Arizona plus seven. Denver plus eight and a half and KC plus seven. Green Bay minus three and the Rams plus eight and a half. So hopefully we uh, get back on the winning track this week and uh, let's go undefeated. I mean, let's, let's do it. We're due. We're due to have a week here. And that's... That's the uh, that's all this week's money picks. And last but not least, it is everybody's favorite segment. At least if I know it's my favorite segment. It's time for some parlays for the people. This week's parlays for the people is three tiers. We're going to, as always, we start off with the lotto. And we're going to go with the New Orleans Saints bought up to four and a half. And we're going to take the four and a half points with the Saints. And then we're going to go Tennessee plus three and a half. Giants money line and under 45 and a half. Baltimore plus four and a half. Chargers money line and under 52 and a half. Seattle plus 11 and a half and under 42 and a half. Steelers money line and under 47 and a half. Philly money line. Atlanta plus four and a half and over 42 and a half. The Washington Commanders plus eight and a half and over 36 and a half. Arizona plus four and a half. Denver plus four and a half. Green Bay money line. KC plus eight and a half and under 52 and a half. And the Rams money line for 22 legs and plus four. 167,331 on your odds, which means a $10 bet will win you 46 grand, 46, win you $46,733.12. Well, a $100 bet, if you really want to get frisky, is $467,331.23. And moving on, we're going to make some adjustments and we're going to keep New Orleans at four and a half. And then we're going to go Tennessee plus eight and a half. Just, uh, we're going to get rid of the Giants money line and buy more points up to 49 and a half. Take the under there and the Giants bears Buy Baltimore up to eight and a half. Uh, then we're going to go Chargers money line and under 56 and a half buying some more points. Just going to go under four. I'm sorry, over 42 and a half in the Seattle Detroit game under 47 and a half in the Steelers and Jets game. Philly money line still. Then we're going to add some more points onto Atlanta, plus eight and a half, and under, keep saying under, over, over, 42 and a half. And then we're going to get rid of the Washington stuff from the Washington-Dallas game, and then we are going to do Arizona, plus eight and a half, Denver, plus eight and a half, Green Bay money line, KC, plus eight and a half, and under 56 and a half, and the Rams, plus four and a half. So the second tier, 18 legs, Plus 13572 which means a $10 bet will win you $1,357.29. And lastly, our get-out-of-jail-free parlay for week four. 
is the Los Angeles Chargers and Houston Texans under 56 and a half. Jets and Steelers under 47 and a half. Philly money line. Cleveland Atlanta over 42 and a half. Green Bay money line. The Chiefs plus eight and a half and under 56 and a half. And the Rams plus eight and a half. That is eight legs for plus 643 on your odds, which means a hundred dollar bet will win you $643. That is this week's Get Out of Jail Free Parlay. I like it a lot. I think we got a pretty good chance this week to uh, get our first one of the year, and hopefully we get a lot of cashes all the way around. So with that, thanks for joining me this week, everybody. Hope you get them units, get that money. And, and as always, I hope your beats are never bad. This is Nate Stevenson. Wishing you all a prosperous week for work. And let's get that money.